He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a gorgeous Thursday morning. Man, I don't know if you went out and looked at the, if you had any chance outside to go up and, uh, last night to go outside and look up. Man, the stars were crispy, crispy clear last night. And a little frost on the pumpkins this morning. And uh, so right off the bat, we have my good friend and sponsor of the Matt Long Show and a true patriot, and that is Jody Gould of the Tejas Smoke Depot. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, Matt, and you are absolutely correct. Last night's stars were gorgeous. I was out there looking up, too. And Orion's belt was just yelling at me, saying hello. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, it was so, it was absolutely. It was like someone had put a magnifying glass up there and cleared the screen, and uh, mm-hmm. they were just popping. I imagine if we keep this good cold spell up, it'll look like that uh, that way tonight. So, Jody, tell us about the Tejas Smoke Depot over there in Fredericksburg. Well, you know, we're a tobacco store, been in business for almost 26 years now. We have a wide selection of tobacco products, fine cigars, under-premium cigars, pipe tobaccos, cigarettes, vape products, CBD products, roll-your-own, snuffs and chews, just about anything that you can imagine that goes along with tobacco use. We carry it. If we don't, come on in, ask for it, and we'll try to get it for you. Um, And, of course, all the accessories that go along with it, um, beer and wine. Um, little trinkets and baubles, you know, gift items. We're right now, um, we're in the holiday season, and so every year we have major sales running till the end of the year, and we also do this little thing where you we make up gift bags. Mm-hmm. They're surprise, we call them the surprise bags. You don't know what you're going to get, and they're geared for all different um, genres. So, like, if it's a cigar, if, if you're looking into cigars, uh, then that's you would go to the cigar gift bags. But everything in the bag is 50% off. So oh. you don't know what you're going to get, but you're going to get a good deal every time. So and they you are. You can't hardly keep them on the shelf. So they are kind of uh, uh, segregated because if I'm a if I'm a, a pipe smoker and and go in there yeah. and I get a cigar bag, that's not going to do much for right. me. Right. Right. Oh, so they are segregated, and they're you know towards you know just accessory or not so much cigarettes because right. nobody wants to smoke a cigarette brand that they don't like. Right. But for like cigars and pipe tobaccos and accessories and roll your owns and vapes. Mm-hmm. So like yes, we're kind of um, segregating them towards that because, just so that we give everybody a little bit of a deal. Like I said, fifty percent off. You don't know what you're going to get, but we can't keep them on the shelves. People buy them up just as quickly as we can make them. So are they because- in a on our phone on the phone call on the way in this morning? I called it a brown bag special. Are they in brown yes. bags? Well, sometimes they are, but we always decorate the bags. Oh, so. well, <laughs> that, decorated bags. Yeah, I was. That's what I was going to suggest. Is you know, listen, I don't know who invented the gift bag instead of wrapping paper, but I swear I have never liked gift bags. 
And, oh. and I've always, you know what I've always wanted to do, and I never have, I have not had the nerve to do it yet, is to just rip the bag to shreds, you know, <laughs> uh, just, uh, but everybody wants to, oh, no, save the bag, you oh, know. Oh, no, you got to reuse them, that's the whole thing. Uh, well, my grandmother would, we had to carefully remove the Christmas paper from our uh, Christmas uh, gifts and fold them up, and uh, my grandmother reused them again. She, sure. <laughs> sure, you say. We have some, I think we have some wrapping paper and some boxes in our family that, uh, that may be worth money as antiques. So, anywho. Probably same tier, too. <laughs> I'm telling you, but I'm, I'm one of these days, I'm just going to, at Christmas, if I'm with a, you know, if it's one of those where there's a lot, I'm just going to start ripping the bags. It's there you go. Just to feel it's your better. present, you can do whatever you want to with it. That's right. Oh, yeah. So, let's <laughs> tell folks where the Tejas Smoke Depot is before we get off track here. The uh, Tejas Smoke Depot is on the west end of Fredericksburg. In fact, if you... Uh, if you're on Main Street in Fredericksburg, head west, and uh, when you get to the Y at the end of town, uh, veer off to the left. Uh, this is one of the few times that on the Matt Long Show we're going to tell you to veer off to the left. Um, but uh, we want to veer off to the left there on Main Street and uh, down a little bit uh, on the left again, you will see the Tejas Smoke Depot. If you got your kids in the truck, just please make a counterclockwise circle around the building and pull up to their awesome uh, drive-by window where uh, any of their good people, family members, or good uh, employees will be glad to wait on you, bring you a ding-dong, a Dr. Pepper, whatever you need for the kids. And um, if uh, they have a walk-in humidor, so if you don't have the kids, just come on in, hang out in the humidor for a minute. I love the smell in there. And um, Always friendly people in there, and besides tobacco accessories, they have all your convenience store um, items, including ice and the local uh, not-so-standard newspaper. And uh, what what else? What am I missing? Oh, we have a phrase that pays every week. What's the phrase that pays this week? Okay, well, last week I butchered the phrase that pays, so this week we're going to go short and sweet. The South's going to do it again. The South's going to do it again. We're we're not going to tell you what it is that the South's going to do again, but whatever it is, they're going to do it again, and that's the phrase that pays. That'll get you a discount on the purchase, and then also get your name in a monthly drawing uh, for another special gift. And so um, that's uh, I think we've got everything covered. Yep, just um, make sure everybody stops by and, and takes advantage of our great sales. We're going to be running through the end of the year. And uh, we'll we'll talk about your closures uh, next week, but you're going to be closed right. on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. What what are you doing on Christmas? We're closing Christmas? early on Christmas Eve at four o'clock, and then we'll be closed on the Monday after the first for okay. inventory. So we're closed on uh, the second of January for inventory. Okay. And this, that's about it. You know, falls on Sunday this year. We're already closed on Sunday, so <laughs> okay. No extra days for us. There you go. Um, yeah, we know how that goes. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, thank you for your support. Thank, and, thank you, Matt. And uh, we, we really appreciate everything you do for all of the patriots in the Hill Country and for keeping them informed because that's the main thing to do these days. People are just so confused on what, what end is up. 
All right. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, have get a out. wonderful day. All right. You do too. And get out and enjoy the uh, Christmas lights and maybe the Christmas stars again tonight. Thanks, Jody. Thank you, Matt. Have a great day. Bye. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. We're uh, going to take a short break and uh, get Stephen Lehman to call to call into the studio. Steve, you just called my cell, uh, so call that won't do any good. So we're going to take a short break, and you can call the studio. That would be Steve Lehman. You know the number. Y'all stay tuned. One hundred percent text on July. He's one hundred percent Texan. <laughs> Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back, and uh, man, I just want to be free. Let's see, we'll try this again with uh, Mr. Layman. There we go. There we go. Here I am. Here I am. Got to get all the buttons right. Good morning, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Layman. How are you, sir? I'm doing great this morning. Thank you, Matt. All right. Sorry about the confusion. There's, you know, there's a whole bunch of buttons and knobs and lights over here and Sometimes I think I know what I'm doing, but most of the time I'm pretty sure I don't. So uh, thank you for calling back again. Um, Steve Lehman comes on here once a month um, on uh, right before that's the uh, third Thursday of the month when the um, Hill Country pa- uh, Hill Country Preppers get together and uh, meet and uh, talk about everything from uh, how to how to put up food to first aid to I mean, weather, all kinds of things. So, what are you? You guys are meeting tonight. Tell us yes, what's going. Tell us what's going on tonight. Well, tonight is just uh, our our Christmas potluck for for the people that have been coming to the meetings for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put out the notice and got uh, some respondents, and and so we're having a party for the people that are going to show up. Um, and it's potluck, so if you show up unannounced, bring something. <laughs> bring something. There you go. All right. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, we're what we're doing is setting up for next year. Things things have changed slightly. We're still meeting at Buzzy's, but he's no longer open for dinner at the time uh-huh. we do our meetings. Okay. He, he has to close at three o'clock because he's just short staffed. Okay. So uh, anybody coming to our meetings either needs to eat first or. Bring something. Buzzy said uh, you can bring food in if you want because we're meeting in, in that back room. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's, got, really, that, got, that's really a shame. I hate to hear that. Yeah. Um, well, his, uh, he's, he's uh, trying to sell his, his business or mm-hmm. the building. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to be uh, strictly catering for a while, from what I understand. Yeah. Okay. And, right. uh, and, but we're going to be meeting there until he sells the building, and then okay. we'll have other plans. And then you'll but, figure it out from there. Are you uh, preparing for a possible move and a possible unknown move? That would be prepping, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. We've got we've got uh, plan A's and plan B's and plan C's. So well, there you go. So uh, tonight is going to be taking a look at uh, things to uh, discuss in the upcoming year. Is that did I understand that right? 
Well, no, tonight is just the uh, just, just the the Christmas just the Christmas party. We're not oh. having a program. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, we we did a uh, we did a session uh, a couple three months ago uh, about what what kind of programs people wanted. Yeah. And uh, so I've got uh, Professor Atticott is coming back to talk. Mm. Uh, he's the professor of terrorism law at St. Mary's. Oh yeah. He's coming back to talk to us. And uh, there's some interest in canning and some and more on food prep. And we're going to do a couple of uh, of uh, medical presentations, uh, first aid and and stop the bleed and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had some in- uh, some people tell me they want to know uh, what to do in case of a nuclear attack. So I'm huh. working up a program on that. There you but go. Anything anything from a, a detonation to a dirty bomb to an EMP. So we're going to cover oh. it again on that. Now, you, but, uh, you know, there were lots of great uh, uh, movies made about that in the 1950s. They included getting under desks and things like that. So you can dig out all that old material again. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I even grew up during the duck and cover days. So, oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm, I'm well familiar with the process. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's a whole lot more to it than that yeah. in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll be doing a presentation on that and uh, and uh, ham radio and uh, let's see what else do we got coming up. Uh, anyway, a bunch of stuff. Good, uh, that sounds and, very good. And of good. course, anybody anybody who who knows us knows that they can uh, email me or call me and suggest a topic, and I'll mm-hmm. I'll either find a guest speaker or work up the presentation myself. All so right. we got some good things coming up next year. Great. So potluck tonight. It's going to start at six o'clock. It, it's at Buzzies, and um, you know what I always say: go early. But I, man, I can't say that if there's not going to be any barbecue or dessert. Listen, it's going to be. I've been to a bunch of these meetings. You have some women in there that are perfectly capable of bringing homemade desserts that I'm sure would uh, just uh, melt your heart. So. Folks, I think this one would. This is a, a pretty good opportunity to meet some good people and <clears throat> maybe get some home cooked, maybe some homemade potluck stuff. Steve, thanks so much for taking the time to call in this morning, six o'clock tonight at Buzzy's. Uh, bring something to share, and uh, it's just going to be a celebration and a get together. Yes, sir. All right. Did we miss anything? I can't think of a thing right now. All right. Uh, just uh, look look for us to have some exciting programs next year. All right. There you go. Super. All right, Steve Lehman, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And um, we'll, uh, we'll uh, talk to you probably in the next year. Yes, sir. Thank you, Matt. And mm-hmm. Merry Christmas to you and yours as well. Mm-hmm. So there you go, folks. Um, last, uh, the, uh, the, only other, the only other meeting I know about of Patriots before the end of the uh, year is this uh, next uh, Monday night at Dietert Center, and the Kerr County Patriots are going to be meeting there. It is also a uh, bring a snack or a dessert, I was told, and so that's Monday evening at six o'clock for the Hill Country Patriots at uh, the um, at the uh, the Dietert Center in Kerrville. So, and uh, then pretty much after that, the only big thing on your calendar is January 10th. Um, I know the uh, uh, the Gillespie County Republican Club is uh, very engaged on uh, going up to the Capitol on the 10th. In fact, they're having 
their meeting tonight, and you can go to the Republican Party's uh, Gillespie County Republican Party website and get the details on that. And uh, But they will have what we're encouraging people to do, and this is the Republican Party. This is not that crazy tea party, but this is the uh, Republican Party. The RPT of Texas wants uh, as many good Republicans to show up as possible on January 10th up at the Capitol, and we really would like to see everybody in these matching red T-shirts that say, Ban Democrat Chairs. Um, we want to send a message to um, uh, to folks, uh, to uh, the House members, that we are sick and tired of this, uh, of, of, uh, of Democrats being given uh, places of, of honor when they didn't um, uh, deserve it. And, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I think we need to uh, remember what the Democrat caucus did um, the, um, uh, during a special session last year, uh, two years ago, I'm sorry, last session, um, they, um, you know, they got mad because they didn't want the, um, they, uh, they, they didn't want uh, a good, uh, uh, voting laws. I'm losing a phrase here. Um, they did not want these, uh, good laws that we had on voter ID and things like that. And, uh, so they, um, they ran away. They ran away. They ducked their tails behind their legs, uh, got under their legs, uh, got into a private jet along with, I can't remember what kind of beer it was, uh, maybe Pearl, I don't know. What do Democrats drink? Uh, Michelob Light, maybe that's what it is, something, I don't know. Um, so, <clears throat> but, uh, so there's a very quiet threat about them leaving town again. <clears throat> the uh, Texas Democrat caucus leader has uh, basically said uh, he's keeping the possibility open for another quorum bust. Um, well, why not? It worked when they did this, uh, when they let, uh, fled on a on a private jet, breaking uh, uh, breaking quorum and bringing the legislature to halt for 37 days in order to freeze progress on election integrity legislation in the Texas House. And, of course, you know how this story goes. The uh, They came back and they were all punished and, and uh, put in their place and taken away their... Oh, no. No, that's not what happened. They ran away, took a private jet, ran away to Washington, D.C., on a jet without their masks. All right, there's this great picture of all them uh, giving the peace sign. One of them giving the backwards peace sign. I guess she's never been to uh, England or London. That is, uh, that's the equivalent of the middle finger. Um, but she's doing that to uh, the Texas Republicans, whether they show us the finger or not. And then when they finally got back, when they finally got back, you know what? They were rewarded. They were rewarded for leaving. And uh, the punishment for, um, for election integrity went from a felony to a misdemeanor. So if you were them, you know, here's what uh, Trey Martinez Fisher said. Um, he is the uh, newly elected chairman of the House Democrat Caucus. 
Um, he said that it was uh, progress, that it was um, they were successful, that leaving uh, town was a success. And here's what he says. If you just look baseline, they changed the freaking legislation. Those are his words. So for those who say we should just sit at our desks and take our medicine, we would have had one of the crappiest voter suppression bills in the country. So when they returned, the election integrity bill was eventually passed. However, the amendment added in the House lowered the penalty to a misdemeanor. Democrats took this gutting of election law as a win. All right, folks, we got to remember these things. They fled. They came back. No punishment. They were rewarded. Some of these people who fled uh, uh, during this special session um, are going to be placed uh, as speakers on important chairs. Um, I'm pretty sure that as much as we, as much of a fight as we have had about Democrat chairs, I'm, I'm all, I can pretty much guarantee you that nothing is going to change. We're going to go up there. We need to make a fuss. We need to wear the red shirts, the RPT, Jill Glover, and and uh, the uh, uh, the SREC for uh, man for uh, Senate District 24. I know is in favor of uh, of of is on our side on this. Um, but um, they're they're uh, they're they're going to play the same thing. Phelan's going to do the same thing over. The Democrats will threaten. The Democrats will say, well, if you put any uh, uh, Democrat chair, if you if you take our Democrat chairs out, we're going to leave town. We're going to break the the uh, quorum. You know, I there's this there's this theory um, with I don't know, with alcoholics, drug addicts, you know, you hear this, you hear this. Uh, I don't know. You may have heard this, heard this saying about, you know, nobody can. Uh, uh, an alcoholic, <clears throat> a drunk has to hit bottom before they get serious about recovery. And um, uh, we everybody's bottom is different. Unfortunately, the problem with that in alcoholism and drug addiction is very often the bottom is six feet under the ground. All right? And so there is this, you know, do you let someone hit their bottom so that they can have a recovery. Well, I'm pretty sure that um, letting the uh, Texas House hit bottom um, would not involve any deaths, but um, I, I, it, it may be that in order to bring about the needed change in the Texas House, maybe they need to hit bottom. Maybe they need to hit bottom. Maybe we need to let them. I, I don't know what that looks like, um, and uh, but I, I just a, just a thought that popped into my head. Um, if we're going to fold to everything the minority party, the Democrats want, and and uh, just give it all away, and oh, you're going to hear all the talks about well, we all have to work together, and we need to do this and that and the other thing. Well. The um, Democrats, if they don't get their way, they pitch a fit, run off, and it's like the kid that, you know, screams and pitches a fit and uh, in the, the store, and uh, rather the parent, rather than 
standing up and doing what is right as a parent, they just reach down and say, okay, if you'll shut up, I'll buy you the toy. You've seen parents like that, and you go, oh, I can't believe that. Okay, keep your mouth shut. I'm going to walk right on by. We've seen that happen, right? This is what Texas House leadership is doing. Um, the Democrats scream and cry, and wah, wah, we're going to go to Washington in a private jet without our masks and a case of of Michelob light or whatever it was. I have no idea. Um, and they get rewarded, and so they know it works. They even acknowledged it. They even said, yeah, it worked. They changed the freaking legislation. That is a quote from Trey Martinez Fisher san antonio rep they celebrated they celebrated their victory and uh, so they know it works we'll see what happens think uh, the um, texas gop needs to grow some cojones in the texas house and uh, call them out let them leave i think i could uh i don't know maybe it's time the texas house needs to hit bottom maybe they need to have a legislative session where absolutely nothing gets done because the Democrats all left the state. Folks, y'all stay tuned. Uh, Think about that. Uh, We'll be right back. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. He's president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, you're listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot. And uh, I guess uh, Harley uh, decided to put some Christmas music in there for me. Thank you, Harley. Appreciate that. And um, but uh, so there you go. A little bit of Christmas music. Um, give you a little bit of a teaser for uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow is the two hundred and forty ninth anniversary. Two hundred and forty nine years ago tomorrow was uh, the day that the Boston Tea Party took place. So I have been doing quite a bit of digging about the Boston Tea Party, and um, I've actually, I've learned quite a few new things about the Boston Tea Party. And uh, so we're going to have a a pretty special show tomorrow in recognition of the 249th birthday of the Boston Tea Party. And where are we today? I'm, I'm of the opinion that we have come in a full circle. That um, as a country, we are almost exactly where we were in 1776 when our Declaration of Independence was written. If you read through the Declaration of Independence, the um, grievances we had against the King of England many of those grievances have come full circle around and we're fighting those grievances again. If you don't believe me, get your copy of your pocket copy of the Declaration and the Constitution out. 
and just read over it. Um, we're definitely being invaded by a, a foreign, um, uh, unchecked foreign uh, <laughs> wild people. Um, and so in the middle of all that, you know, uh, Finland has been, um, is very concerned about their, uh, about their border with Russia. And, uh, so the last, uh, couple of days, I guess where Governor uh, Abbott's been spending time with, he's been spending time with a, uh, with the Finlands, with the Finnish, with the Finns. All right. Um, and uh, it, it all has to do with, uh, you know, uh, developing of uh, foreign trade and all of that. But um, we've got problems with our own border here. The, uh, and with Abbott meeting with foreign leaders talking about how to secure their border, all right, meeting with Finland, um, and the gathering was for the signing of a trade agreement that could help Finland defend its border with Russia. So Abbott is working with Finland to defend its border with Russia. In the meantime, meanwhile, back on the ranch, um, do I need to tell anybody what's going on at the Texas border and how much worse it's going to get? You know, and also another thing, very interesting, Governor Abbott made a statement talking about, um, they were talking about involved in strategies, whether it be the National Guard or the Texas Department of Public Safety. He's already talked about that. He's already been doing that to both increase our presence and increase our strategies. Um, it, this, is, this is all the same language he used before the primaries, the same language he used before the elections, the same language we've been hearing ever since. It's all, all we're fixing to. You know, it's one of those Texas sayings. We're fixing to uh, take care of things at the border. We're fixing to, uh, you know, think about um, going to, uh, uh, you know, bringing the National Guard in. We're fixing to, that, that's what uh, our governor's been doing. Now, and here's a very interesting comment. Um, the uh, one thing that, here is from Governor Abbott. One thing they have found in the past when we did this last time, there were numerous vehicles coming across the border that were either unsafe or who had drivers that were not licensed. And so they will make sure that anybody coming across the border will be safe. Did you hear that? Our Governor Abbott is, is, is concerned about the you know, do, do our drivers coming across the border, do they need to take a driver's ed course? Is he checking their uh, insurance? He's, I, I, I don't know where Governor Abbott's head is, but I'm pretty sure it's not squarely on his shoulders at this point in time. Now, Abbott is working with Paxton, and he talked about this, uh, to target specific charities all right, asking if taxpayer and charity money is being used for cartel human trafficking. Duh, yes, we all know it. All right, um, the uh, subsidies that the federal government is giving to some of these organizations, and I'm about to give you a number, and it is not a real number. I don't have research. I have the research on it, but I don't have the exact number. But the the it lines up with reality. So let's just say that the um, 
the the uh, a, a charity is given. Uh, we're going to pick an easy number: a hundred dollars a night to uh, put someone to take care of someone. The numbers show that they're spending about twenty-five or thirty dollars a night. Where's all that money going? All right, it's actually more like I believe three something, three hundred something a night, and they're spending like eighty-five a night. I think are the actual numbers. I'll come up with them and uh, and bring them to you in the future. But I ran across those numbers a couple of days ago. So if Abbott and Paxton are going to start uh, targeting specific charities, they don't really have to do a whole lot of work on that because we can tell you catholic charities is one of the biggest offenders um there's we've got ngos non-governmental organizations on the other side of the border that are getting taxpayer money to work on the other side of the border to help expedite illegal aliens crossing into the country governor abbott and i I, you know i'm sorry but he's a lot of talk we're not seeing anything and then you'll hear this argument well we just really can't legally do certain things i want governor abbott would you look across the the united states and would you do me a favor and take a look at at states who are openly defying federal laws on a regular basis Open. Uh, the easiest one to come up with is all the marijuana laws, right? That's a federal, that's like a class A, that's the same as heroin in a federal charge. Marijuana is. And yet all of these states across the country are ignoring the federal law. Why, what? They just do what they want to. And yet here we are, our border is being invaded to the tune of thousands per day, several thousand per day, every day, day in and day out. And he's afraid to stand up to the federal government. He's afraid the federal government might come and do something. Show me an example, Governor Abbott and Ken Paxton and you senators who are telling me that well, we can't do anything. That's the federal government. Show me an example where a state has broken a federal law and the feds have rolled in with tanks and guns to take over the state. Show me an example of that in our modern days. It isn't happening. Abbott, stand up to the federal government. The federal government is not doing its job. The contract we made with them in 1791 is not being honored by them. The contract we made, and that's what it was, our Constitution was a contract between the the states and the federal government. It was a contract. It actually created the federal government. We brought you into this world. We can take you out. Did your mom ever say that to you? Folks, um... It's time for Texas to stand up to the feds, but Abbott ain't going to be the one to do it. We tried to replace him during the primary, but there's too many. Oh, boy, I almost said a lot of things. There's too many establishment Republicans out there. I'm going to keep it nice. Y'all stay tuned, and uh, I'll try to even get nicer when we come back.
Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. kind of commercial break that uh, makes the listener happy. Um, it doesn't pay the bills, though. Folks, uh, you want to sponsor the Matt Long Show? There is a, I'm sure there is a salesperson here that would be glad to talk to you. And, uh, but um, we were just talking about Abbott, and I, I hate to come down so hard on the Republicans of Texas, but um, they're, they're not doing their job. And it starts at the bottom it starts at the bottom. If the local, if your local Republican executive committee doesn't doesn't stand up, if they just wishy washy go along with everything, they, they, this would start at the bottom and move up. And there's already quite a few precincts or counties in the state of Texas who have sent statements to the governor um about the invasion about this and that has your organization sent something has your republican organization stood up and sent something to the governor i mean when the rpt doing what they're doing to ban democrat chairs uh in the house this is like the whole rpt is standing up to dade Phelan. this is dade Phelan versus the rpt and, uh, oh, yeah, and Dade's a Republican, isn't it? Well, he has an R by his name, and I think he has a couple of red sweaters with big R's on them. So I guess that makes him a Republican. That R's by his name on the on the ballot. You know, Mr. Long, there's an R by his name. He's a Republican. He's a Republican. They're all Republicans. Folks, there is a big difference between someone who stands with the Republican ideas and concepts and who will defend the Republican platform and priorities. There's a big difference between that and someone who says they defend them, but then is just willing to negotiate them away out of, because, see, that we all have to work together. Yeah, no, we don't. Folks, we're at, a, we're at a picking point. This may have been true 10 years ago, that we could all just work together and, and we were going to the same maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, folks. But you and I both know this. We are way beyond working together. Every time we work together with the Democrats, they get more and more of their crap that we allow them to have because somehow we think that uh, that, that compromise is a good thing. It is no more. We are beyond that. And Republicans who keep on insisting to compromise with the Democrats, uh, we're sick and tired of you. We want you to go away. We want true conservatives. You know, it was uh, Ellen Troxclair who told me the other day on the phone that it was very sad that we didn't have any really, cons- we did not have very many really conservative House members. I, the number is about six. <laughs> last session it was 24 what what happened to those others what what happened to those that went from last year hmm. um but uh yeah we don't have very many according to ellen troxclair our representative elect for my uh house district 
we uh, do not have uh, very many really conservative representatives. Boy, that is just sad, 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 isn't it? And uh, the uh, Democrats, with their warning right now, they're going to say, uh, yeah, if, we, if you decide to uh, take Democrat chairs away, we'll all run away. We'll all run and leave. And, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I just wish we had a speaker who had the cojones to say, fine, take a trip. Sayonara. See you later. Don't let the back door hit you. But we don't. We don't. The uh, Democrats are like the little kid in the store who whines and screams until their uh, till their liberal mommy gives them uh, whatever it is they're cre- screaming for. You know, once you start that at an early age, that's what they're going to look like the rest of their life. I think Dade Phelan, I think those Democrats uh, operated that way, and I'm pretty sure Dade Phelan operated that way because he does not want to create an issue with the Democrats. And so I think maybe he was raised that day way. Maybe Dade got his way every time he screamed and cried. And so he sees that as a rule, that the rule is if you scream and cry, you have to get your way. So the um, here we go, the Democrat caucus screaming and crying like little babies that they are. And uh, we're going to leave town I really wish they would, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think uh, uh, Phelan is going to, once again, give in to the whining babies, give them their way, um, and then reward them. Um, and uh, listen, we one of the priorities of the uh, Texas uh, Republican Party of Texas has to do with, uh, with uh, strengthening up our election laws. Folks, all you need to do is look at what happened in Harris County this year. We need to strengthen our laws so that they can't get away with that in Harris County again. And we need to put teeth into them. And we need to make some of these violations felonies so that they're serious. You know, I found out just in the last couple of days, did you know that Austin, the state, the city of Austin, had uh, rank choice voting for their mayor. Did you know that? I I hadn't even heard of rank choice voting until um, recently. And basically, if you don't know what rank choice voting is, it's pretty much it's you have a whole bunch of people on the slate. They can put R's or D's or I's or G's or LGBTs behind their name. And then you have an election, and uh, so there's 10 people on the ballot, whatever, rather than having a primary and getting it down to two or three or four. You have all these people on a single ballot, and then you take the top two or the top three, and you have another election. You have another election. Yes, that's how it works. They, they called it a runoff. But it was, it was, it was actually a, a, in the part of the process of ranked choice voting, which we're pretty sure and i read a a story on this a couple of days ago we're pretty sure that that is against texas law ranked choice voting but what we need to do is keep that ranked choice voting out 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 of texas everywhere including the city of austin you may think that uh you know let's just let austin go to hell in a handbasket just let them go no, I have too many conservative friends that are there. We need to fight even for Austin. So we are on day 15 um, of the um, 
Advent today, and we've gone through the uh, difficult travel uh, to Bethlehem and um, what uh, how small Bethlehem was, and and we've talked about the inn and about a cheap room, and then there was no vacancy in the room, and and so that's where we left off yesterday was no vacancy. All right, so today we're going to pick it up. Well, you all know the story. Where did they end up? They ended up in the stable. So um, here we go. This is uh, Mike Sublett's uh, version of the Advent Day 15. It's called The Stable. We really don't know whether it was the downcast look on Joseph's face or his persistence or the explanation of Mary's late-term pregnancy. However, something triggered an offer from the innkeeper to stay with the animals on the dirt floor of the stable out back. Joseph must have been down on himself. After all, he was the provider for his new wife. Now at her greatest moment of need, he couldn't even provide a cheap room for her. And even worse, he couldn't give his new son a room either. Have you been in the stable lately? Oh, I don't mean one of those super sanitary ones that you see on television when they show the Kentucky Derby. No, I mean a real live, honest-to-goodness barn or stable where animals are kept. For city folks, a stench and filthy are the first words that come to mind. Now, I have to tell you, for us country folk, it may smell strange and different, but uh, the smell of animals is to me is not filthy or a stench. It's the smell of animals. But anyway, back to uh, uh, the stable. The only hope for fixing things up a little for Mary would be a pile of hay for her to rest on. And what about the baby? If Joseph provided a little hay for softness, maybe his new son wouldn't be ashamed of his father for expecting him to spend his first night in an animal's stall. There just wasn't much for this new husband or father to work with, but Joseph did his best making this animal storage shed into their motel room. Look at what they all endured just so there would be an Advent story, so that humanity would have a Savior, so that you would have a Savior. Kind of impressive, huh? Maybe it's time to pour out a little extra gratitude on Mary and Joseph. Here's a prayer that uh, Mike put in there. Oh, Holy One, I praise you, Lord, and I want to thank you for Mary and Joseph. I don't understand why you picked that stable as the place for them to spend that first night in, but I thank you for them, for what they were willing to go through for me. I'm a little ashamed at all of the whining and complaining that I know I surely would have done in that circumstance. So I thank you, Lord, for choosing them, and I thank you both of them for being your top-notch servants. Please help me be more like them. Amen. I'm telling you what, the more, I think this is really the first time since I've been reading the Advent this year, I think this is maybe one of the first times I have really started thinking about Joseph. You know, I asked uh, Mike Sublett last uh, last Friday, where where is Joseph in the rest of the Bible? And uh, you, you think about what he had to go through and what he did and his his uh, soon-to-be wife was all of a sudden pregnant, and the story was pretty crazy, and just the whole insanity. What kind of man was Joseph? We hear so little about him, but he must have been an amazing man for God to have chosen him. We know how special Mary was. Folks, um, 
I want you to uh, keep, uh, yeah, be nice to the tourists. I know that's a day early, isn't it? Keep nice to the tourists. That's for tomorrow. I'm going to go be a tourist tonight. It's uh, my anniversary today, and uh, my wife and I are going to go spend uh, the afternoon and the evening together out wandering around the hill country looking at uh, lights and things like that. And uh, So, yeah, we're going to be tourists tonight. Y'all be nice to us, please.